What's going on, family? It's your man K to the second letter back yet again with another episode of Southside, Southside. Rabbi. And of course, I am sitting seated. Wow. The man I'm about to introduce, the profundity of his existence is such that I stumble over my words when I begin. <laughs> this gentleman here stands at a height of genetic and philosophic, theologic, and ontological importance. <laughs> that no man can stand next to. The man who started his first Fortune 500 company at 13, sold it when he, when he trusted Jesus and said, I'm going to give my life to repentance and to, to God. God. <laughs> That's a Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo reference, if y'all don't know. All-time theologian, baby. Hey, but I have to take a moment of silence. To say, make some noise for I mean the dream mean machine. He who cannot be defeated, deleted, and when he tweets it, oh wow, it's gospel because he means it. Make some noise for my guy one time, please. please yes, please, please. thank you, my brother. And I am sitting across. I am sitting across the chasm. Hey, hey, just I was, to let I was you know mean, the bro. distance between. I was leading me. Just to let you know uh, the distance between me and this man, I'm, I'm, I'm across the chasm. So you remember when Lazarus was separated from, every, there was a great chasm. I don't care what you say. The for, the, type, for the record, I didn't try. I am talking about the type of conscientiousness try. this man has is, is ineffable, which means it cannot be described, Okay. The type, of, the type of brain that this man has is, is prodigious. It is remarkably, remarkably impressive. I am talking about a man who does not have any kind of pugnacious attitude whatsoever. Wow. You see, I just racked his brain for, for some powerful words. Listen, I am talking about Google's algorithm a man, just shot as I have already said, when he walks into heaven, the authors of the scriptures are going to say, Lord, why did you allow us to write the Bible? <laughs> Oh, this man should have wrote Old Testament that and New. Blasphemy, bro. That's not blasphemy. <laughs> Old Testament and New. You should have had this man do it. They said, Father, I've never questioned Listen, your wisdom. I have I've never questioned your never, wisdom. God. And I still don't. But how? <laughs> how, Lord, could a man of this stature be in your imagination and he not be he the not spearhead the of the whole, whole thing. revelation. How did the spirit is not using him to write the whole thing? God, Why did listen, you say that this Lord, should be a multiplicity I, of Lord, pastors? I admire your, 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 your desire for diversity. Father, I hear you, Father. But you should have been homogenous with this one. But yes, Lord. I, <laughs> no, Lord, I would never, I would, Lord, I would never ever say in your, on your holy hill that you've made a mistake. On your holy hill. <laughs> but Lord, what were you imagining no. when you said there should be multiple churches? There should be one church and one pastor, and his name's Amin Hudson. No, no, it's not me. I should even, be the pastor of the world. I don't even pastor. <laughs> <laughs> the reason there shouldn't be a black church or a white church or a brown church or an Asian no, church, because should all be in my church. Yeah, yeah, KB is the pastor of <laughs> Geo-Baptist World Church. That must called everybody. <laughs> That's our tagline, everybody. Everybody. Um, no everybody getting saved. That's yes. what the tagline hey, is. Straight up, um, straight No, up. but this is my boy, K to the second. That's rapper, that's reverend. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't listened to New King Jesus. New song Je out, King If you haven't Jesus. listened to King Jesus by KB and No Big Deal, it is a big deal. For real. Say that. You should unsubscribe because we don't want you here. We don't want you on the whole East Coast. We don't Coast. want you on the we East Coast. Coast. Turn this off. A ticket to and LA because we don't want you on this side. <laughs> well, you can, yeah, but nah, uh, that's my boy. Man, thank you, bro. True theologian for real. I love you, man. And I know that these times are uh, weighty. Yeah. And uh, I think that I mean and I talk every single day. Yep. It is about 45% memes and TikToks. Uh huh. We but talk through the other fifty. Me and KB talk through memes, links, and TikToks. That's links about, to articles. Nah, it's about half the time. Right. The <laughs> other half is articles, right? And then challenges. Yeah. How are you thinking about blah blah blah? Yeah. We, I just we you do it all the time. Something? I sent you like a, a six minute. 
yes. voicemail. We li- we listen. We use the voice messaging thing all the time. Yes, that's right. That's I was right. asking him about some things. Uh, but I think it's symptomatic of the times, bro. Yeah. The times are heavy. So it, these are times when we need friends. We need hey, each other. Amen. And um, sure. and I, I think that we were hoping to have a more hopeful episode here. Well, I hope every episode is hopeful. Right. Because Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. Uh, but uh, we would love to have less weightier conversations on Southside Rabbi. But the times—it's not a—it's not a—we're in a weighty, a weighty time. It is, yes, right now. I mean, yeah. I think that for us to kind of, we would have to bury our head in the sand. Facts for us to not really address facts. what is happening within the culture right now. You know what I'm saying? Facts, absolutely, um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we're gonna continue in that trajectory now. Uh, I mean, Hudson, right? Russia has invaded the Ukraine. And let me just start right here um, by saying we are not experts on this and aren't going to try to act like we are. Uh, but we know experts. Uh, right. One, uh, who we, um, who I'm going to keep a secret because y'all going to be excited to hear when his brother's coming <laughs> right, on. Right, right. Uh, but he's going to come in and help us thinking about it. So we'll kind of wink at it from our layman standpoint. Uh, but we certainly, especially on a podcast that is constantly asking people to think and think dip deeply and not to disregard the thoughts of those who are actual leaders and experts, mm-hmm. we should not do 15-minute Googles and go on and do full podcasts about something we don't understand. Right. So uh, we'll, 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 you know, drink from our own well in that respect. But mm-hmm. means it, can you help us understand Russia has invaded the Ukraine, my guy. Yeah, I mean, Russia has invaded the Ukraine. I mean, Vladimir uh, Putin got on TV on February 24th and talked about uh, how Russia wasn't safe. He said he there needs to be a demilitarization and denazification yes. of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, and you have a lot of Russian folks uh, thinking that they're fighting, they're fighting Nazis, Nazis in yes. Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but uh, e- either way, Ukraine is being invaded. Vladimir Putin and 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 Russia um, has attacked a lot of um, military, you know, just compounds and airports and all of that stuff in Ukraine, but and also government buildings. Uh, that has kind of been in the middle of cities that have yeah. caused casualties other than military. Yeah, I mean, yeah. children, have, children died. have died. Um, yeah. After Putin actually said that he wouldn't be uh, harming any uh, innocent victims, you have to take Vladimir Putin's uh, word, not with the grain of salt, but with a whole wheelbarrow of salt. Take that mug with a, with uh, a with 18, 18 wheeler barrel of salt. Yes. But uh, Vladimir Putin, man, he wants power. And um, he's always been like that. I've always said that Vladimir Putin is someone that has not seen the Cold War uh, as something that has ended with the fall of the Soviet Union in in 1991. Right. And I I think that he's still keeping up his Cold War tactics. We've seen that in America under the Obama administration. We talked about that on on this podcast. Yeah, under the Obama administration, we've seen Russian spies get caught, sent back to Russia. They were living regular American lives, had families, mortgages, all of that stuff, were married, and were spying on the agents. So, I don't think that they've ever stopped their Cold War tactics, but either way, man, this is it, the, the people of Ukraine are are suffering. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and they're and President Zelensky in the Ukraine has been just a a paragon of leadership, man, superstar, uh, bro. I mean, superstar man yeah. has rose to the occasion. I mean, right. that would probably be an understatement to say that he's risen to the occasion, right, 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 of being a leader. He, I think that there's a difference between a leader that says I'm going to lead the people and in the like just saying it by kind of like platitude and then sure. the person that gets down on the ground and says, I'm leading the people. Like, yes, yes, yes. I'm le- and, and that's him. That's him. You know? Right. Um, and he has not fled to Ukraine. He is not leaving. He is not leaving. Yep. God bless him. Yes. You know? God be with him. Yeah. And, and along with uh, the Klitschko, uh, right. Cl- the, so the, the Klitschko, Klitschko brothers, brothers. So we're big boxing fans. Yeah. Uh, the 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 multi million dollar Klitschko Re- retired. Brothers. They could they could they didn't have to do this at all. And I mentioned their money only because they could afford to leave, right? Um, but they love their country and they love their uh, countrymen, right? And uh, they are staying back and fighting. Same thing with Lomachenko. Yep, Vasily Lomachenko. Vasily Lomachenko. Usyk. Yep. Uh, dude is still undefeated. Just beat Anthony Joshua. Uh-huh. Is on track for part two. Mm-hmm. Part mm-hmm. two was on on the way. Was probably going to be one of the biggest paydays of heavyweight history. Right. None of it matters. Yep. I love as it. As much as defending their country and putting their lives online. They're not talking about using their Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to raise awareness to the rest of right, the world right. safely in Turks and Caicos. Right. Or just, but, or just saying we're going to give our money. Or we yeah, make millions gonna, of dollars, so we'll just give away. money to the cause. Oh my gosh, we need people to do that for right, sure. Right. But we need to 
realize that all activism isn't e equal, though. Uh, there's a difference between putting yourself in a line of fire. Yes. I mean, they're putting their lives on the line, and, and, and they clearly have shown that this is bigger than their career. It's bigger than their money. And yes. I think that the warrior spirit of being a fighter is showing right. in them actually fighting on the ground in this war. Right, 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 it's right. It's right. translating their boxing warrior spirit from their prize fighting, their pugilism is transferring to That's them. That's right. Saying, I'm going to put they, my life they, on the line for my country. pictures floating around online. They are in full soldier full outfits. Full regalia. Wearing, with, with, with AR-15s on their backs, fighting, bro. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, a part of this courageous uh, kind of profile that these Ukrainian leaders yeah. and influencers right. are displaying for us. Right. That, means something to our leadership, my guy. Right. It says something to what does it mean for me to be a good leader, yeah. to be down with the people. And it should speak to America, too. Fam. Because I, I would hope that Americans would feel the same way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. if we were being invaded, right. put me out there. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I, I would hope. I my mean, career can wait. Right. Yes. Absolutely. My dreams, my plans, if it means losing my life to protect my family, mm -hmm. that is a price that is not too high to pay. Mm -hmm. It's an appropriate price. Appropriate to price. To steal. Amen. But, I mean, the, this, the fighting spirit of, of Ukraine is, I mean, top-notch, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, amazing. Yes. And I'm praying for them, man. Joe Biden just gave the uh, State of the Union address, and in, in, in his uh -huh. speech, he was talking super spicy. Especially about them sanctions. Uh -huh. Now, let me, let me tell y'all, them sanctions... That's where they get you, boy. Them sanctions ain't no joke because Talk about them sanctions, boy. The sanctions have got your big press. <laughs> the sanctions have literally, I mean, the Russian the, the stock market in Russia has fallen 40%. Yes. To the point Which is that catastrophic. It's catastrophic to the point they said we have to halt trading. The stock yeah. market has stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that it, 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 if you imagine the stock market in America stopping, like yes. it's the well, think it's like 2008. Fall, Remember that? Right. It's yeah. People it was, jumping off buildings right. and stuff like That's that losing exactly everything. Yeah. Yes. So they and, and even then, we didn't stop trading. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All, right. all, all together. In 2008, mortgage crisis happened. We didn't stop you trading on Wall Street. Wall yes. Street just dipped. And cats that still had money said, oh, stocks is on sale. Time to buy them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think, uh, but they had to stop trading altogether. Russian oligarch stuff. Is, you've seen that uh, the Russian oligarchs have been trying to move their yachts to other countries because their yachts have been being seized. My man Biden said, we're their... looking for you. Oh, boy. We're looking for you. You know what we're I'm saying? We're going to seize your yachts, your private planes, your accounts. And it's going to get worse. Yeah, for You know sure. what I'm saying? And so there, there's no, uh, I mean, people, Apple said that they're, they're stopping their products from being sold in Russia. Swift, that does a lot of the debit card payments are saying they're, they're thinking about stopping their transactions in Russia. Yeah. My favorite soccer team, football team, Chelsea, the owner said he he's Russian. The owner he of the is team. Russian. Yes. Um, Abram, uh, uh, Roman Abramovich said that he's going to sell the team and he's going to give all, he's going to give the proceeds to uh, the, the to, to the Ukrainian cause. I love it. That's kind of the state of things right now. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm reminded of Matthew 24, verse 6. Mm-hmm. What Jesus says, promises, that you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And then his response to that is, see to it that you're not alarmed. Right. <laughs> Message. Uh-huh. So it's like a part of the climate of 2016, the current day. Right. Hold on to your butts. It is, if it has not been wars... Okay, if not literal invasions, which are the worst. Mm -hmm. But it's been, I'm thinking about the state of the church in America. Bro, I just read a study from Lifeway mm -hmm. this week that was discouraging, but not surprising in the least bit. Mm -hmm. That basically was affirming that essentially the church of Jesus Christ is more divided today than it, is, than it has been since the 60s. Right. That all of the... The racial reconciliation kind of efforts that were seeming to show some fruit absolutely has been falling apart. Mm -hmm. Seems become have become unravel from 2016 to, to current day, bro. We have mainly been a testament of retrenchment and going backwards, fam. Right. The 2016 election, bro, was no small thing, fam. Well, I think but, the 2016 election was a was a manifestation of something that was already happening. Sure, Casca, sure. It didn't like come out of nowhere, and then that caused everything. There was a resourcing of the division, right? That happened from the bold public endorsement of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Even if people that were conservative Christians, up until it looked like Trump was going to take it, they were 
speaking against him, John mm-hmm. MacArthur, Albert Moeller. Right. They were saying this dude is a moral failure and would be a disaster for our yes. for our country. Yep. His character doesn't. He's represent winning. We, yep. Mm-hmm. This guy right here is God's man. That's <laughs> what. Or, or it feels like the Democrats are getting ready to win. Yes. So now we have to say, right. oh, this guy is. This is who we're going with now. Which is better stated because better stated. because we don't want the, we don't want the liberals to win because the liberals with their sexual revolution, all of their progressivism, they are changing the landscape of, of America and the West as we know it. Right. And because that is happening, we are actually going to start siding with and endorsing Donald Trump as if though we didn't four years ago say that this man should is incompetent and does not have the character at all right, to right, be endorsed right. by folks like us who care about sure. morality, the moral majority thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Right. No, that, that is that is right. Yep. What did a lot of Christians do in in response yeah. to the fact that it, it felt like we were losing Ground. cultural power? Alarmism. They were alarmed. Yeah, it was alarmism. It was alarmism. And the knee-jerk reactions. And then reactions. they acted out of that alarm yep. and started doing things that, that we may not ever recover from. They did things out of fear and out of being alarmed and then theologized it. Yes. So then now, it's, and then when you're telling them, hey, y'all are doing this because y'all are scared. Yes. No, here's a theology about why we're doing it. Right, actually, right, 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 right. It's actually then, good to have these kind of things. And, the, and then remember there was Pharaoh. And don't forget about the uh, Cyrus yeah, uh, in the Old Testament. Cyrus that we didn't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, mm-hmm. fam, and... That, that's one That's one dynamic. Right. So there, there was the political dyma- dynamic. There was a racial dynamic. Right. Then there's just a Christian culture dynamic. Right. The Church of Jesus Christ, as it's represented in the mainstream, is losing power mm-hmm. and influence over the country. Right. That was happening way before Trump. It was happening way before 2016. Again, right. we've referenced this. There's a good book um, mm-hmm. called The Anatomy of Deconversion mm-hmm. that his study showed that for every one person that believes in Jesus these days... Four people are leaving. Mm-hmm. What are the reasons that they're giving for why they're jumping off the ship? Right. One of the main reasons is y'all are liars. <laughs> You're talking about justice and God's love and, and his grace and his care and, and sacrifice and it being displayed in his people. Mm-hmm. Yet you all are centers for bigotry yeah. and fear. Right. And the church is... When I say the church, I'm on the conservative evangelical church, which I have been a part of for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't speak on the. I don't speak as somebody who has who has studied this. I'm I'm speaking of somebody that's come from out of this. That, that's come from. That's been raised up in this. Right. Our tribe of people have always been on the wrong side of history. Yeah. They're always getting to the party late. Right. It's those that don't confess. The, uh, they don't have the, the, the confession in right. the, the way that we have it. They're, right. they're not following, following the Westminster mm-hmm. you know, uh, catechism. Right. It's individuals outside of that. And a lot of times, and this is the most damning thing for our people, bro, is that a lot of times what the world is asking for, for Christians is that they would simply act like Christians. Right. Can we count on you to act like how you say, say that like Christians say are supposed are. to act? Right. Mm-hmm. What people are having crisis over is why is Jesus so different from y'all? Right. Mm-hmm. And all of that creates a kind of burden on us, bro. Mm-hmm. And for many of us who are trying to fight back against it, we're tired. Mm-hmm. This is just one aspect. Then we have our just regular lives, bro. Right. What it means to love Jesus is to be on a narrow path, bro. Mm-hmm. And the narrow path oftentimes is like going through, it's like rock climbing, fam. Right, right. It feels like I'm, I'm, I got my grip and I lose my footing and I'm hanging. It's not easy. Or it feels like I'm, I'm going through some, some subterranean cave right. where I'm having to take my scuba, my right. scuba suit off right. just to get through this hole. And if I don't hurry up and get through, I'm going to drown down here. Right, right, right. It can be challenging. I praise God that that does not mark all of Christian experience. Right. That there's real joy here, bro. Amen. There's peace. There's transformation here. Mm-hmm. Me and Amin talked about some of this last episode, how we need to reflect on the ways that God has brought us out of some stuff, Right, man. right. How far he's bought we us. We are not who we were, bro. Mm-hmm. And as the old folks say, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Fam, there's lots to rejoice over that, but life is not all hugs and Valentine's Day gifts. It actually is difficult, not just for humans right. uh, alone, Christians share in that, because they're still humans right. as well. The human experience. And Jesus does not make small the fine print of the walk with God. Mm-hmm. He says, expect it to be taxing. Right. But the question becomes, and this is what we want to talk about a little bit tonight, given all that's going on, mm-hmm. it's heavy. Many of us are alarmed, mm-hmm. yet Jesus is saying, do not be alarmed. In fact, Jesus is saying, 
then my burden, me, when you can get to me, mm-hmm. my burden is light and my, my yoke is easy, man. Fam, what? Jesus, easy? Yeah. What are you talking about? That's in Matthew 11. Mm-hmm. But we, we just were in Matthew 7 and you're talking about it being narrow and few people finding it. Right. Which one is it? Mm-hmm. I think that the answer is the seven. The, the I call it the controversy of Seven Eleven, right? <laughs> Matthew Seven like Eleven. The controversy of Seven Eleven. The trick is, mm-hmm. is that the narrowness of the path is often as burdensome mm-hmm. as our inability to find rest in Jesus. Mm. And tonight, I want us to talk about what does it mean for us to find rest when we are weary in a world that is spiraling out of control? Mm-hmm. I want to uh, mention a good friend of ours, Dayton, yep. put up a, uh, this post where in some ways it felt like he was processing. As KB was saying, our brother, man, our Tampanian brother, he actually lives here in Tampa. Uh, straight up, straight up. on the podcast. Uh, but he put up a status update on Facebook. And Dayton was just basically saying that he's been feeling burned out, man. Right. And that and that he needs prayer, you know, juggling ministry and family and yeah. finances and all of these all of these things at, at, at the same time. Right. And recognizing that he's just been going and going and going and going right. and going. Right, right, right. And not really not really taking a break. Right. You know? And and I think that a lot of folks who are in ministry, I think that they can relate to Dayton. You know what I'm saying? Because Facts. you could get caught up in serving others. You could get so caught up in being on mission. For right. the Lord and for the kingdom, which is very good, right. you know. Um, and then you can also not recognize the ways in which rest is slipping away from you, yes. right? And I think that especially if you're working in ministry and you're constantly on the go and you're and, and you're constantly being selfless yes. and you're serving others, it can really get away. From, you can really not see how injured you might be or yes. how tired Ooh. you are right it's like you're 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 running the car and the check engine light comes on right but because you're not really focused on your speedometer yes. you're not focused on your gas levels you're right. not focused on your oil levels you're focused on everybody else's Ooh. because you're serving yes you don't recognize that your oil light is on you don't Yeesh. recognize that your check engine light is on and then when the car starts starts putting it starts shaking you're like oh yeah. hold, hold, hold on hold on hold right, on right 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 why, why is the car doing this yes what is going on and here? it's so funny because that's you, what you feel because yeah you don't I, we ain't mechanics right what is going on with my car right what, now what is going on you with the car? feel the confusion you, like, what, in our bodies we're not doctors yeah, what's, what's happening and why you, am i not recovering why am i not resting why am i so anxious why am i so angry why am i so, why am I so stressed why am i stressed why am i short-tempered why am i why am i anxious why why can i not sleep why right, am right, i waking right. up why am I getting eight hours of sleep and waking up and felt like I slept two hours? Come on, brother. Why Why am I dis- so discouraged and hopeless? Why am I di- suicidal? Some, yes. Some, for Come some on, sir. Fantasizing about suicide right, or right. about death or being passively suicidal. Right, right. Like, That's not a better the, way to say You know it. what I'm saying? Not thinking about taking my own life, but hey, man, if a car hit me on the road today and I, and I died, I wouldn't mind. Yes. Right? Like, like, and so where is all of this coming from? A lot of the times, well sometimes said, we I don't mean. recognize that we are burned out. Why do, it, it, why do I feel unmotivated? Why am I not? Why is my empathy waning? Yes. Why, don't, why, why can't I feel empathy and sympathy like I used to? Sure. Why, why can't I uh, move past slights and, and, and injuries and wrongdoing sure, sure. like folks doing me wrong like I used to? Right, right. Uh, uh, why, can I, why do I feel far from God? Why right, do right. I feel like I can't connect with the Lord? Right. You know, I, 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 why does prayer feel so dry? I mean, there's so many different things, but I think that one of the things that I don't hear anybody, like, like not anybody, because I don't want to make it sound like Something I've never we don't heard, hear enough. I, I don't hear enough about burnout yes, in brother. ministry, man. Yes, brother. I, I don't hear enough. About, and it's not just ministry. I'm talking about burnout Christians in general. general because Christian burnout. burnout. Yes, Christian burnout. Because... It's not just about ministry because it's not just y'all. It's just not. It's not just y'all that are in full time ministry that burn out. Yeah. It's Christians that got regular jobs that are burn facts, out too. Facts, facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was. I've been there. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I also saw a uh, video on Instagram that was put up by um, Pastor E. Mays. He put this video up of of, of another pastor um, in North Carolina, Pastor James Galliard, and um, uh, he gave this 20 minute spiel about kind of the state of his soul. Like Man, it, you all got to hear it. Um, I think I'm officially at the burnt out point. I started the church, as you know, 17 years ago, and I 
I feel like um, in December of 2004, I punched, I punched in, I clocked in. And 17 years later, I've, I've yet to clock out. I've never, in my opinion, clocked out a single time in 17 years. Um, I've been pastoring for 22 years since I was 35. Pastoring is just hard. It's, um, it's God's calling, but it's hard. Um, and I have, I have just notes because I don't want to miss anything and I don't want to say anything that I shouldn't say. Pastoring in a pandemic is even harder um, because who knew what to do um, and who knew how to really respond. And then pastoring through a construction project is even harder. It was one of the most powerful and convicting and convicting mm-hmm. representations of a pastor who was genuinely trying to love his people, but is genuinely burned out. Right. And he's catching it before it turns into something else. Which is, does it happen? A lot. That, if That's Brother what was James, so impactful about, about, what, about that video. And I yes. want to say, I don't know if Brother James will ever see this. Yes. Brother James Gillard, Pastor James Gillard of World Tabernacle Church in yes. North Carolina. Yeah. Thank you so much for putting up that video and being yes. transparent. Yes. I know you weren't doing it to get attention. Yes. I know you weren't doing it to get, you know, to, for us to get on this podcast and say that. Yes. But it needed to be said because what you did was such, in my opinion, a healthy representation of a pastor who is trying to remain health, as healthy as he can for his people. Because I know that we think that it's a badge of honor to be broken and burned out like Pastor James was yes. and keep going. Yes. And have health problems and all of this stuff yeah. happen to us. And yeah, we have an early. It to, it's for the gospel. Yeah. I don't think that that's healthy and I don't think that's what, what God would want. Sure, sure. Because... James, Pastor James said, look, I am not admitting defeat by telling my congregation that I'm burned out. Sure, sure. And that I'm taking a break. You know what defeat would look like? Defeat would look like burning, 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 burning. Now we catch you at a hotel with somebody that's not your wife. Right. Or burning, 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 burning. Now you're cursing out your congregation right, members. Right. Burning, 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 burning. And, now, and you're, now you're obsessing over who is not giving and who is giving right. in the church. Burning out, burning out, or burning out. And now right. you are isolating yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you know what scripture says. We've mentioned it many times on here. Proverbs 18. He who isolates himself rebels against all sound sound, judgment. judgment, He does what he thinks is right and then he can't even see. He loses his objectivity and the isolated become cannibals. When you are alone and the resources are gone, you begin to chew on the people that are around you which is your church. And yourself, your your wife, wife, your children, children, those closest to you, your best friends. You consume them. Right. And, 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 And I think it's also imperative to say too that also when you when it happens as a leader. Yes, brother. Yeah, you do what he said in there. He said, what I've recognized I'm doing is I'm I'm preaching yes. from the pulpit. I'm standing in a pulpit and I'm preaching from my wounds and not my scars. That's what he said. That'll preach right there, bro. He said, I am wounded. Yes. I'm bleeding. Yes. There's pus coming out and I'm preaching from those wounds and I'm not preaching from my scars. Yes. So now I'm cutting people. I'm kind of jabbing at people. Yes, yes. I'm, 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 I'm. You know, there. You lose objectivity. You You lose lose spiritual objectivity. objectivity. You start losing. You start to lose the voice of God. It's like you're in a in a in a chamber with voices that are bouncing all over the place. And God's voice used to be so clear to you because His voice was the only voice in the chamber. Now, because of your woundedness, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of other voices in in the chamber that are talking about who you are, what you look like, how you preach, who, what you've done, your calling. And before you know it, there's a voice saying you should just end it all. Right. And there's voices. There's also voices in the chamber telling you about everyone else mm. and, and, and and not in a way in which God would have absolutely because I think that what, what, what can also happen is that you can also start confusing the other voices with God's voice it's not really wow. their voice it's, the, it's your pain talking that's right that's right and you think it's God and you think it's God yeah, talking. yeah. especially and, 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 especially because if you're hurt and you don't want to be hurt anymore that's a godly thing right so I, I I totally understand the Lord wouldn't want you to be you know, he, his desire isn't for you to be attacked by everybody. Right. So if, if I'm doing things to stop the attack or respond to the attack, I can very, I can very easily see how that can slip into, mm-hmm. oh, this must be God. Mm-hmm. God is telling me to come after these people like this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. What he said, and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll go into the conversation. He sat in front of his congregation, Pastor James, and he shared that 
that he is scared. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. And he said, it's not that I have the spirit of fear. Right. Not, 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 not in not a way that I'm that, scared of like the enemy or, yeah, or demons right, or something right, like that. Right. It's, I am, I have a healthy concern. Right. That if I continue living the way that I am right now, I don't think I'm going to wake up. Right. I think I may have a stroke in my sleep. That's what he said, or a heart attack. I may have a heart attack. Yeah. Um, he, he just began to talk through the dimensions of, of what the stress is doing to him. Pastoring for over 20-something odd yeah. years. Yeah. And he says that he has never stopped working. Yep. He talked about the difficulties. He basically said, I clocked in the ministry and I've never clocked never out. Never clocked out. We think clocking out is unfaithful though. Yes. And it that's, is, and, the, and, man. The idea of, of, of being a leader and you are leading past the grace that God has given you. Meaning oh, the grace has run out. Oh, man. Now say that again. I yeah. need to sit down. Right. But I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying to, you know, be bigger, better, stronger in terms of most of our churches, a lot of our churches, our enterprises. You got bills. Yep. You have staff. You have employees. Right, right, right. You have to think about bottom lines. You mm-hmm. have to think about how you can yield a return. Right. All of those things. Nothing wrong with that inherently, but that does create a, a, a dilemma where you can say, if I do not continue to lead out of mm-hmm. even my unhealthiness, right. then we have much greater things at stake. No, sir, you do not. The greatest thing at stake is you would lose your soul, first of all. Right. And second of all, that you would, would sully the witness of Christ in front of your wife and your children and your church, right. bro. That's the greatest risk. And that you would damage your church. And sometimes God will intentionally, I've seen it in my own life, where I'm running at a speed that I'm normally comfortable running at. Mm -hmm. I hit it in stride. You know what it's like, bro. When you've been working out consistently, you've been jogging consistently, and you got a two, three-mile jog in front of you, and you knock it out like this, boom, and do do your exercise afterwards. But then you take some time off. Yep. Or you didn't realize you ate something that week that you probably should right, not have right, eaten. Right, 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 Or maybe you have some kind of inf- uh, uh, viral infection that's in your, your lungs uh-huh. that you don't really know about. And all of a sudden you go to do the thing that you normally do and all of a sudden it's not coming so yeah, easy. Right. I'm a half a mile in and I'm way out of breath. Right. That's how I found out I had COVID actually. Yeah. I found out I had COVID because I went to go got on the treadmill. I was going to do my two miles. I said I'm going to do a light two miles. Right. I got, I literally got two minutes into that run and, and, and was like, yo, I am fatigued because mm-hmm. something's wrong. Right. And oftentimes what we do, God allows that to say, hey, I'm not giving you the grace to run these two miles. Yeah. I'm giving you the grace to lay down right now, to rest right now. Right. And because it feels like it would be unfaithful to not do the two miles we said we were going to run, mm-hmm. we will continue to lead in and lead and run in our yep. Injury. And you push yourself in that two miles with that viral infection, you will make yourself sicker? Even sicker. Yeah. And he went on to talk about the ways in which he is noticing that it's time for him to seriously invest in his rest and recovery. Mm-hmm. He said, as a pastor, that he pastors three kinds of people. Yep. He said, there are the people that are, that are there who are helping to build up the kingdom, build up the church. They are there as support beams. He said that there are people that are there who are just very, very needy. Now, they're there. They're at the building. Right. But they're not actually helping to hold it up. But they're not actually trying to tear it down either. They right. just have a lot of issues. Right. This is the, they have I'm a lot the of phone. needs. We're going through Psalms 51 every five minutes. Right. You know, you, 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 you know we're battling through your addictions. We're, 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 we're battling through your financial issues. We're right. battling through. Uh, the discipleship calls for that. Right. And, and, and he said, there's a third kind of people. And these people really have the most toll on him. Mm-hmm. And these are the individuals that are actually pressing down on the weight and trying to make life harder for them. Mm-hmm. And as he talked about that, it gave us tremendous insight in what our pastors are going through, fam. Right, right. But it also gave a framework to what we're all going through. Yeah. We have, we have situations and individuals in our lives that are coming and building us up. We have individuals and friends that we love and should be committed to. The idea that you should only rock with people that can match your energy and are only building you up, demonic. Right. Culture tells us that too. The culture's lying to the you. The culture says, oh no, you, you only need to be around people that's going to level you up. No, 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 no. Leveling up includes helping other people level, right. level up and sharing your level with them. Absolutely. 
And that's what the Bible says. And that just ain't some in some disconnected, disembodied thing. This is our lives. Go to any successful business. Every successful business has been able to be successful if they, are, if they have good company culture for a long period of time yeah. by making sure that they are sharing their gains with their people, that we are paying you should be yes. a, good, a good, good wage. But it's the idea of when we win, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yep. That's the idea. Yeah. And I think what the pastor showed us very... Uh, very uh, astutely, mm -hmm. is that this is what, I, what we are all going through. But in his particular situation, he said he noticed this, and this is what I mean just uh, mm -hmm. reference, that earlier in the ministry, he had more patience. Yep. Now he has much less. Mm -hmm. He said early in the ministry, he was able to, he knows that a part of being a pastor is getting beat up by the sheep. Right. Sheep are sheep. Yeah. You feel me? Like they, they, sometimes they smell bad. Yeah. Some, so, sometimes they, they, they go places they shouldn't go. Yeah. They do things they shouldn't do. Sometimes you try to rally them in and they, they, they cut you. They, they, cut, they, they, right. they might kick you or something they like that. They bite you. Yeah, bite you. Yeah. You got a you bob wire around your neck. I'm trying to tell I've seen all those. I love those animal rescues. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You, right. find, uh -huh. you find a, 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 a seal right. that's got a wire around his neck. You're trying to cut the wire off and he's trying to bite you. Mm -hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you, cuz. Yeah. Uh huh. So, but that's a part of being a pastor. Mm -hmm. it, 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 this, it, it's not for the faint at heart. Right. He understands that. That's not the struggle at all. He's yes. not saying that things shouldn't be this way. Right. He's saying that I shouldn't be this way. Right. Ooh, this is what Jesus is saying to us. It's not simply, if you're saying that things should not be this way, you're right. But we have the fall to blame for that. Absolutely. We already had that conversation. Yes. How do we respond to it? Yeah. And this is what he's saying. He said that I found that my ability to heal is slower now. Yeah, he said, I'm not healing as fast. I'm not healing as fast. He said, typically I, typically I get beat up all week. I get with some edification and encouragement, especially yep. Bible study. Uh -huh. That's why your pastors want you at Bible study, brothers and sisters. He gave yeah. us the, the cheat code. He I've did. never heard a pastor say this before, and I'm so yes. glad he said this. He did. The reason that pastors get so bothered about nobody showing up for Bible study, because at least a part of it, one is that they want you to grow in the Bible. Amen, yes. But they also are extremely ministered to via ministering to you at Bible study right. more than at church on Sundays. Yes, that's what he said. That at Bible study, I get to, I'm, I'm getting to walk through the text yep. and not in some homiletic presentation, yeah. but I'm getting to really wrestle with the spirit of God's revelation. Yeah. And I can't remember what major prophet it was, but this was said in the Old Testament, I think it was Jeremiah, that said that we can feed, we can be fed by feeding others. Right. And that they feel that in Bible study. He literally said as he's taking the break, the only thing that he will continue to do <laughs> is, is Bible study on Tuesday nights because he said that right now is the only thing that is life-giving to me. If you want to love your pastor, if you want to encourage him, mm -hmm. go to Bible study. Amen. All right? Not that that's the only way because right. there's other... But it's a big yeah, way. But just saying, if you can, go. I was so struck by him saying, typically I get beat up. Mm-hmm. And then by Sunday, I'm ready to preach not from the wound that I received yeah, during the week. But from the scar. But from the scar because it healed over. I'm, I'm there willing and ready to reconcile with folks. I am taking note. I'm, I'm, I'm being offended, taking it before the Lord, receiving forgiveness, offering forgiveness. All of those things that were second nature to the, 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 the call, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. is all slowed now. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, that is also saying to me, it's time to really pivot yeah. and focus on- The maintenance light is coming on. The maintenance light. The, the, the check engine light is on, fam. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I was listening to him and I felt convicted personally as a church member, but I also felt convicted in life yeah. because I thought like, my guy, in Genesis- we have Moses talking through um, this beautiful poetic rendition of how God brought everything into be. Right. And one of the things that feels almost inappropriate, I mean, mm -hmm. it feels out of place, almost. And I can imagine Israel hearing it like, why? Right. As he said, after he took six days mm -hmm. to make the earth, which which is also interesting in itself because why wouldn't it take uh, like, no days? An instant. Should be a snap of the fingers. Right. Yes. 
But God is a God of process. Mm-hmm. So we're learning that he's a slow cooker God. Right. He's not an instant meal. He's not a microwave God. He's not a microwave he's God. Not a microwave he's God, not, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the show oh and go. God likes to take his time, ladies and gentlemen. He gets, the, he gets that chicken out. He marinates it. <laughs> he lets it sit in that refrigerator for about a good 24 hours. He chops the onions up, sprinkles them on there, gets them candles, gets the little nice music going, lets That's the right, army yeah. out get in there. He got his apron on, get a little glass of wine. He taking That's his right. time. God is taking gentlemen. his time with that. He is yes. not a microwave guy. He's not a lunchable guy. He's not a lunchable guy. He's not. He's not, He's not a hot pocket guy. He's not a, <laughs> you, He's not a hot pocket guy. That's not who he is. Hey. Which means we can't be no hot pocket Christians. That's right, brother. Hey, hey you know what? But that's, that's why them tarot card readers, even though we know they lying to us, right. they still get people to go and pay money right, for it. Exactly. It's like, man, I need a hot pocket right now. Right now. Absolutely. Tell me what's finna I, I, I can't be sitting around here waiting for stuff. Is she coming with me or not? Right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I got to figure stuff out. I'm around here, dog, waiting. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. Go ahead. But Moses concludes the creation narrative. Mm-hmm. We God rested. Right. And, and, and many theologians believe that God is, is still in that rest to this day. Mm-hmm. That out of his rest, out of his peace, out of his settling, all things are being wrapped up in the saving work of, his, uh, of, of the Savior. But it's all been done, fam. He's done the work before the foundations right. of the earth. He has charted a, a course of history that will end in his great glory and our great good. Amen. But bro, what we know for sure is that God was not above rest. Right. As an intention, right. as a necessary point of the creation narrative, that this was just as important as the creation of light and man yeah, and crazy. women was crazy. resting. And it's crazy because we see it in almost everything else too. Like, right, right, right. First of all, as you talk about the Sabbath, we are in a, in a very real sense enjoying the Sabbath right now by resting in Christ. Amen, amen. Right? amen. Yes, But indeed. also, even when you think about like when we were talking about what Dr. Sandra Richter said about what God did with creation in regards to uh, the agrarian society. Hey, you guys can reap reap, 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 and then let the land freaking rest. Let it rest, bro. Why do you need the land to rest? Yes. So it can start reproducing for you again, yes. and then you can reap some more. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's like God has this, this idea of Sabbath in everything. Yes. What makes you think that he does not have this idea of Sabbath in you? Yes. And Sabbath not just being a day. See, we like, oh, you know, God rested four days, so I'm going to take a day off. Yeah. No, you might you need a season sometimes yeah, that's right, of that's Sabbath. Right. Yes, and, and regular rhythms of it. Re- regular rhythms of yes, it, yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. Because it, just like the ground that's always been being uh, uh, tilled and folks are always reaping from it, which is a lot of times what is happening with leaders. You need time to regrow. That's right. That's right. That's right. That is right. You need time to regrow, man. You have to regrow. If you don't have time for folks not taking from you, how are you going to have anything for them to take Mm. later on? You're, you're, you're giving it all away you're, and, and then you're barren. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're leading out of your barrenness. Yes, yes, yes. And then you wonder why, if you wonder why you're feeling like, man, I ain't got nothing left to give. Because yeah, you don't. There, it's gone. There. You right. gave it all. That's, and, that's why. And I think that, man, it's important. And I'm going to give my own testament just so you all don't feel that no one feels as though oh, man. they are being criticized because me and I mean, have stories for you. And the reason why we're so passionate about it is because he and I have failed miserably in this area. Absolutely. Okay. But it is tantamount to blasphemy, bro, mm-hmm. to think that God needs to rest and you don't. It's tantamount, bro. <laughs> oh, it's arrogant. It's arrogance. It's pride. It's ego. Yep. It's Messiah complex. Yeah, you're not better than God. That's right. That's what you said. The, the servant is not greater than master. Yes, brother. <laughs> Somehow he can take a break. <laughs> but you can't. But you cannot. And, or you, and you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what? right. What? It'd be unfaithful for, for you, you to, to ta- break. Yeah, but it was not unfaithful. But it wasn't unfaithful for him. Mm-hmm. Um, even the moments in Jesus' life where he is breaking away from the crowd to pray. I, I mean, I talked about this um, through, through text a couple days ago, that the one thing that God says that you shouldn't interrupt, the thing you shouldn't be taking breaks from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is hearing from him and praying to him. Right, right, <laughs> absolutely. Pray without ceasing. Right. Don't stop doing that. Right. <laughs> you may need a break from studying theology. Right. You, as good as studying theology is. Fam, you might need to just pick up a, a good fictional book. That's where I'm going. You might just need to grab a good novel. Right. Where do you think storytelling came from? 
God, I love my, 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 my sister Kina Aragon. She always says this, that God only tell stories. Right. That's his thing. Yeah. It's his main mode of communication. Well, he, he, communicates a, he just yeah, doesn't get away from narratives. Yeah, all the time. Yes. We, can't, we tend to forget that. Yes. You read the Old Testament, you read narrative, bro. Your love for stories. Yeah. That feeds the soul. Right. Even if the, if the story has truth, beauty, and redemption Goodness, in it, yeah. God is present in that story. Experience, I write about this a lot in my book, Shameless Plug, coming out in November. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> But the, 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 the scripture is replete, though, bro, with this idea of narrative and enjoying God in his word, but also in his world. Right. Elijah. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing the word of God and I'm the man. <laughs> and I'm slaying, you know, basically slaying the prophets of Baal like it's nothing. Right. But then I get scared because this very powerful woman wants to take my life. Right. But God just told me I'm the man. I know that I ain't no slouch because God is with me. Right. But I'm scared out of my mind. Where is this coming from? You're sleepy. Right. And you're hungry. Yep. The you tell that boy to go to sleep, get something to eat, go yeah. to sleep. Hey, man, take a nap, bro. <laughs> and have, have, a chip, have a burrito. Right. And then wake up and it's like, oh, shoot. Wait, hold up. What am I? What am I? <laughs> I don't know how many times in my life that I went to bed in distress and woke up like, yo, what, what was that? Right. You good, cuz? Yeah. It's an undeveloped theology for us, bro. Mm -hmm. A lot of our Christianity is born in culture wars. And you know that there are other Christians out there or, or, or other traditions of Christianity that say that, you know, if you go to church on Sunday, mm -hmm. you're in sin and the Sabbath means that you're to do nothing. And right. So we don't, wanna, we don't want to give credence to those folks. So then we underplay the value of Sabbath. Right. There could be multiplicity of reasons for why we do. All I know is that we do. And most of us don't know how to stop. And then we're blowing past the red flags that say that we should stop. Right. Um, uh, Psalms 127 has this phrase in it um, that uh, has always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. This verse one says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build labor it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Mm -hmm. Verse two, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. Right. Eating the bread of anxious toil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're waking up early, you're going to bed late, and you're, you're consuming anxiety. Right. So you, we got to work. Yes. And nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. Nothing works unless you do, right? right? But you can work in anxiety, bro. Right. In October of last year, there, there was a... Uh, a lot happening in my career mm -hmm. and happening in my company. Right. I was probably working about 60 hours a week, nonstop. Late at night, early in the morning, working, 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 working. I started to lose my appetite. Mm -hmm. Food didn't taste the same to me anymore. Um, I started to, to feel like, and one of the things the pastor said too, that I was kind of existing in a place of numbness. Right. You didn't so feel nothing, really. I didn't feel good, didn't feel bad. I just felt... You were just there. I was just there. There were some situations that happened within the community where I was injured, the worst I had ever been injured by anybody in my life. And I said to a, a, a person that was involved in the situation who was asking me how I was feeling, I said, I'm really, really hurt right now. I'm really, really hurt right now, but I'll be over this in two days. I said that. Two days came and went, and I wasn't over it, bro. Mm -hmm. I, was, I, was, I was thinking about it. Uh, it was keeping me up at night. I was dreaming about it. I dreamed about it for two weeks straight, bro. Every night I was dreaming about it. And I broke out in the shingles. Yep. 30-year-old yeah. man. Yeah. Broke out in the shingles. Mm -hmm. Went to the doctor. He took one look at me and said, you are in extreme stress. This is why this is happening to you. Mm -hmm. Not sleeping good. Of course, that, that goes along with it as well. And even when you do sleep, you, you wake up not feeling rested. Right. I kept pushing, I kept pushing, I kept pushing until my wife said to me, you have to do something differently or it's going to start to hurt our marriage. Mm -hmm. and that, 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 that woke me up. So I charted a plan. I had some responsibilities that I had to finish. I finished those responsibilities. I prayed that God would not kill me until the responsibility was done. But as soon as I was done, 
I took a three-week break. We went to Cancun. We rested. Um, we prayed together. We mm -hmm. chopped up the word. Mm -hmm. We played spike ball. We had a good time, man. We had a great time. I came home, enjoyed the Christmas season with my family. I turned my phone off, got off of social media for real. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, I began to regrow. I was soaring with the Eagles, man. I was like, I got, I, I got my joy back, the joy of my salvation. Man, I, I'm going to start crying, so let me, let me stop. Mm -hmm. uh, Maverick City, I love them, man. They got that song. I feel the joy of my salvation coming back. That's, that's, what, it, that's what they said in the song, which right. was actually Psalms 51. That's what it felt like. Here is a joy that was promised to me that I only could access through rest. The joy of my salvation was made real to me, bro. Like it was back in full effect via stopping. Mm -hmm. And I understand that a lot of people don't have the liberty to just stop working for three weeks. Right. So this is why on that break, I vowed to create a rhythm. Right. That I was going to stick to moving forward because it was clear to me that I don't have to worry about the devil taking me out. I don't have to worry about somebody, you know, some of my neighbors or somebody at my church or some employee taking me out. I'm going to take me out. Right, right, right. And the only thing that's going to stop me from hurting me is getting Jesus's discipline of rest in between us. Right. You feel me? Right. Which is why we, we, this has been something that we've been developing for a while and talked about. We, we are giving ourselves to practice this. Mm -hmm. Number one, regular touch points with folks that can do therapy, not just of, you know, therapy of, of the mind and the heart and the body, which is very, very important. Mm -hmm. But we need therapy of the soul. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to go places regularly where I am not there to contribute. I'm there to receive. Right. I've been in a season of just being a member at my church. It has been the best time that I've ever had in my church, and I've been there for 11 years. Right. I'm just there, bro, mm -hmm. as a member, mm -hmm. at Bible study, at, the, at, at, at small group, at church on Sunday. I'm just receiving, bro, and I'm loving it. I'm discovering hues and colors of the presence of God that I'd never seen, but I hadn't seen in years. I can't remember the last time I, I, I was in my car weeping over a worship song because I feel like the Lord is in the car with me. Fam, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. We need times where we are not being counted on to contribute. We are just there to receive. Mm -hmm. We also need what we have. In, uh, Lecrae actually helped me uh, with this as well. I'm not, um, not sure what, if, if he was the origin of someone else, but... These three principles for rest. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, you need a daily diversion. Mm -hmm. Every single day, you need to have a time period. It could be 15 minutes. It could be an hour. It could be what your schedule would allow, but you need to schedule it like it's just as important as your job because it is. Right. Where you have a time where you have withdrawn from the burdens, mm -hmm. the things that are alarming you. Mm -hmm. You need breaks from it, fam. Right. I'm working on this. I am failing at the daily diversion. Yeah. I'm trying to do better. Uh, mine is mindfulness and meditation, which my counselor suggested to me, yeah. who's a believer. But also one, one thing that my counselor told me, which I, I, I agree with her on, is she said, don't let your daily diversion, not that you got to put this away completely. I'm just saying this because I know some of y'all out there like it. Don't let your daily diversion necessarily be video games either. Ah. Because video games, it's a lose or win reward sure, piece. Sure, sure, sure. So your brain is really not taking a break right. from doing something that you're trying to win and challenge. And if you lose, right. it causes distress. It's the reception thing again, right? right. So it's basically, you, the, the daily diversion needs to be something that you're receiving. Right, right. Not, so, so you're it, putting, it could be a comedy special. It feel, uh, yeah, video yeah. games yeah. feel like you're not, you're, you are receiving, but you... You actually kind of aren't. You're competing. You're really competing. Yes, yes, yes. You need to, to receive. Right. And don't see it as something that's apart from what God wants to do in your life. God wants to minister to you through that walk. Right. Through that jog. Right, right, right. Through, through that meditation. Through, through that meditation. Mm -hmm. um, through that comedy special. Right. Through that wonderful story. Through that book. Through yeah. that conversation. Mm -hmm. Through that book. Right. Through that narrative. Right. Through that... I'm gonna. I, I love my, my homie Flame. Flame will go take a class. Yeah. On how to make some good filet mignon. Right. Right. 
Ain't no listen. Ain't no ain't no Chef Ramsay's in here. We all are trash. Right. We're just in here having fun. It's just about fun, man. So there's a daily diversion. Daily diversion. Remember then that. There's a, daily diversion. That's number one. Then there's a weekly withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at least once a week, mm-hmm. go do something, man. Man, go ride a bike. Go ride a go, bike. Go on a trail. Take the family to, uh, we got this place called yeah. the Flying Squirrel here, yeah. where it's a bunch of trampolines, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, walk, we can play dodgeball. Just go have fun, fam. Right, right. And I have, a, again, another shameless plug on my book. I have a chapter in my, in my book that is literally about the theology of pleasure. Yeah. And it's about why Christians have been underdeveloped in our ability to enjoy the world, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go enjoy the world, man. Right, right. You ain't got to go to Vegas. Exactly. It's like, man, we either Literally going to Vegas go to or we going to church. Yeah. <laughs> and if we have it's the strip not, club right. or it's Bible study. Yeah. I ain't going to the strip club. Right. No, but fam, there's you, all there's kinds so many of things, things that we can do and have fun. And, and, and as you are having fun, you're enjoying God right. if you do it, as Paul says to, to Timothy, with thanksgiving in your heart. Right. Honoring him for what he has made. It makes it holy, bro. Right. So you need a weekly withdrawal and then an annual abandon. Mm-hmm. And the way that you save money to pay your bills and, and your debts, you, you spend, all, spend all our time making sure that Visa gets their, their payments and mm-hmm. Sally Mae gets her payments. Mm-hmm. You, try to, you spend all your time making sure that, that uh, the, the mortgage, uh, you, got, you got to live somewhere. You, you, you spend a lot of time paying other people. You need to be investing in your annual abandon. You ain't got to go to Turks and Caicos. You, Bro, go to you can go to Yeah. You could literally go downtown and, have, and get, get an a, Airbnb. Get a hotel. Get an Airbnb. You go 30 minutes away to a beach house. Get an Airbnb. Go it don't got to be some crazy. time with a friend. You need to get away. Right. The troubles of this life are not going anywhere. Yeah. But will they drown you or not? Is the question. It's going yeah. to be dependent upon how disciplined you can be in following God's command mm-hmm. to rest in him. Right. And you rest in him. You show him, you trust him. As Piper said, one of the ways that we show that money is not our God is by giving it away. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that we show that work is not our God is by resting. Resting. <laughs> yeah. One of the ways that we may show that even good people that we love and respect, that we want to be helpful to, but we know we don't have the capacity to do so, but we still say no to them, mm-hmm. to show that even those that we love and look up to, we can make gods out of them as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to tell them no. Right. All of that is a muscle that we get to strengthen. Right. And it gives us more capacity for the presence and the power of God. That's my belief, fam. Yeah. That's been my experience. Yeah. I, I can't give you a nice theological breakdown of, of, of how perfectly rest works with discipleship. Right. But we know it does. It does. I mean, the Bible makes it clear. It's, it's crystal clear, right. fam, that there is something about you being rested, you being committed to Sabbathing, you being committed to regrowing. All of that speaks to your capacity to receive from God, to love your enemy, mm-hmm. especially your enemy, let alone your neighbor. Right. All of that is affected by you being the best version of yourself, which includes God's prescription for rest. Amen. Family, this has been Southside Rabbi. We are proudly sponsored by our good friends, CSB. Uh, If you don't know about CSB, it is a contemporary version of the scripture that is so incredibly readable. In fact, it is the version that we use at our church. It's the official version that we recommend to Mm -hmm. folks. Much love to the other versions as well, but we are very much grateful for our partnership with CSB. Check them out. God bless you. And we also want to give a shout out to Samaritan Ministries, a Christian approach to healthcare that has served a lot of people in our community, and we want to recommend them to you as well. You can go to their website, SamaritanMinistries.org slash SouthsideRabbi for more information there. I am K to the second letter. This is me in the dream, and make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. We love y'all. Yeah. Peace.
before the pandemic, I used to pay, I, I would probably put $400, $500 into these big crab balls and I invite oh, the whole yeah. community Man, to my they, house. They used to be off the chain too. And it would take me all day to do that crab boil. Mm-hmm. And I had oysters, crawfish, snow crab leg, blue crab, he ain't uh, no shrimp, potatoes, sausage, yeah. chicken. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? We never did eggs, but I heard a lot of cats put eggs in their, their oh, crab okay. boil as well. Anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting off. Anyways, <laughs> that day of work was a, a day of reception for me, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the feeding right. others, literally, and feeling fed by it. Right. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't eat till the next day. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm conversing with everybody, and I'm, 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 I'm chopping it up with folks, and I'll eat a, you know, a crab leg here and there, but I can't really dive in like I want to unless right. I got Netflix on and, and my, my baby girl next to me, and mm-hmm. we, we go in. Right. 